Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. This is new. The White Star is new. And in the back back there, the Pure All gasoline, that's new. So we're always, it looks full, but you can keep jamming stuff in. Well, we know that because I remember I, I came out here, I think, you only had a few signs. That's right. But uh, I've seen this sign collection grow exponentially. Now, there's a John Hovis word. Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah, next, I'm from Memorial. I know that. <laughs> I, and when you say that, you're supposed to put up your little pinky finger. Because, you know, when in doubt, pinky out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. And Mother Pin Motor Oil. I don't know about that either. That one's been there almost since day one. Well, that's Pretty great. close. Well, uh, yeah. Blind Don, you know. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, and since we're we're showing the wide shot, let's show the wide shot from behind. No, this this one behind us, the, the the middle one there. Yeah. So this thing that people are looking at if they're watching us, um, it's this thing behind us here, and I always find that story fascinating. And I hope that you'll share that with us, John. Okay. Tell us about the sign and how you got it. Okay. So that sign came off of Rustler. Chevrolet in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. It was a double-sided sign on top of a Chevrolet dealership. Mm-hmm. That's Rusty the Rustler, and uh, their their slogan was, uh, uh, I can't remember the slogan now. <laughs> Welcome uh, to my world, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of the name. But anyway, a cool sign. They had to uh, pay Looney Tunes or Warner Brothers, I think Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. a fee to use Porky the Pig. Is that Porky? Oh. That's Porky. Boy, he's been on a diet on that one. Yeah, so, he has. So I, they neoned him up uh, as a rootin' tootin' cowboy. It was originally a neoned uh, porcelain sign. We added the gunshot blast to animate it. Perfect. And uh, just it just happened to fit in that area like we'd framed it. Almost perfect fit. Well, that that is that's been here from the beginning, day one. Yeah, that was the first sign we ever put up. Well, I'll tell you what, because that is the signature for me, yes. the signature sign, and it speaks volumes about who you are. Well, maybe and, and your and your gener- our generation. Yes, that's right, it does, and uh, it's kind of an iconic sign now for Hemi Hideout, like. The bull in the Astrodome is an iconic sign. Right. Yep. But if you grew up in the southeast corner of Missouri in the 1950s and 60s, you recognize that sign. That was on, a huge thing on top of the dealership. So, Well, there used to be, uh, what was the name of the, the car dealership down on the Gulf Freeway here locally? Uh, Sam the Rocket Man Oldsmobile. Oh, and they had yeah. the big rocket ship out front of the Oldsmobile dealership. <laughs> that and was the, cool. Wasn't it? And that was Sam the Rocket Man. Yeah, we had some great neon signs. And this is what we're trying to capture here. The 1950s or 60s, the heyday of neon when I was younger, and or a boy, really. And then the 60s was really the tail end, and that continued. The neon signs are uh, electrically inefficient. We're burning probably 1,100 amps of power right now as, as we sit. And, uh, of course, uh, LEDs taken over, but nothing has a look like neon. That's right. So, And just for all of you tree huggers out there, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's tell everybody that you kind of got your own you got your own air conditioning system. You're kind, sure. of, you're kind of on your own Your own grid. Here. Yeah. 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 Your own, yeah. Little, little bit, little bit, yeah. So still got a pretty ferocious electric bill with all these signs on, but the the we are a geothermal air conditioned, so that's that that helps. Cool. Yeah. Well, especially when it's 108 degrees outside. That's right. Not that today, but yeah, that's right. exactly. Um, well, has the car collection grown at all? 
Nope, no, it's actually shrunk, uh, and it'll continue to shrink a little bit as time goes. So what, what, what's that about, and what cars have you gotten rid of? Well, you know, in, in, all the guys that, that love the 55, 56, 57 Chevrolets and the Thunderbirds and all that stuff, mm-hmm. those guys have gotten older, and they've sold their cars that they loved when they were kids, and now the prices of those have come way down. So if I sit on this 19, late 60s, early 70s stuff too long, uh, what I think is cool the next generation is that's yeah, nice, but you know, yeah. yeah. So you got there's a time to buy and time to sell. And there's a lot of truth to that. We talked to our buddy Woody with uh, Auto Appraisal Network uh, last week. I think it was or maybe the week yeah, before. Week or so. And and that generational change you're talking about. This older group, yep. the younger kids aren't interested in it. That's so true. They're, they're they're selling them off, and there's nobody there to buy them. Well, I think John, that the, the writing's on the wall. I think what you need to do is you need to go to uh, all the rice rockets. Bring those all in here. Yeah. Well, I might do that. Well, I'm still stuck on Triumphs. <laughs> That's all, man. Triumphs yeah. and BSA. There's, right. there's one of them I'd like to have yeah. over there if you decide you want to get out of that business. Yeah, okay. But, you know, things that were fun for me, trying to hang on to the good old days is what this is all about. And and uh, uh, I tell everybody uh, I've purchased the ability to look after this stuff for a little window, and then it'll go on somebody else. My right. wife really doesn't care about it, or my kids don't really care about it. So it'll go on to somebody else one day and... It'll be what it'll be. But in the meantime, we're going to have our fun while we can do that. All of us are going to go down swinging. Yes, we are. <laughs> so the clock's ticking on One us, way or another, we're going down. One way or another, but I'm going to go down swinging. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, you know, I was telling John off the air before we went on this morning, uh, the trials and tribulations in owning a 23-year-old car. Yes. Never been wrecked or anything like that. I bought it with 16,000 miles on it, and now it's got 33,000 miles on it. So I've driven it a bit, but the problem is now not mechanical. It's electrical. I've got more electrical issues wow. with the Corvette than you can imagine because the stuff is, you know, hung up. The latest thing that I've discovered is the telescoping steering wheel. It doesn't work anymore. So how do you fix that? Take the steering wheel off and get down inside the steering column. Guess what? It's got an airbag in front of it. You think I'm going to mess with that? No. Oh, heck no. I'd like to be there when you do. Yeah, I know you yeah. would. Yeah, so you could put set the up t- a camera about 20 feet away. Uh-huh, so <laughs> you could put the two wires together and go boom. Boom. Yeah, uh-huh. I know you. Um, so the car collection. So what have you sold out of the car collection? Uh well, I had a 66 Cornette Hemi. I sold that. I had a 1971 triple black Cuda that was a 383 car. I sold that. Uh, there's been two or three, Don, but not a whole lot. And, and uh, Do you every, still have any in the ag, uh, auxiliary barn back in the back? I have Diane's uh, Packard convertible. It's really a cool car, 56 convertible. And a two-door Suburban. You don't see many of those. No. Uh-uh. Wow. They're rare. My what gosh, what is you know, that from the 50s? 60s, 66 model. Really? You know, in the early days of the Suburban, they were three-door, remember? Right, right. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. you see those, but two-doors are rare. So to get into the back, you had to fold up the passenger seat and everybody climb in. It's really kind of a, a weird setup, but you don't see two-door Suburbans. Would you like to buy one? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good right now. Well, I tell you what, next time we need to replace the in-wheel time truck, that might hook us up there. It's cool. It's beautiful, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't want to know how much you want for it, though. Yeah, you don't worry about it. Uh, no, I won't because I can't afford it anyway. All right, so uh, in the Hemi hideout, you also have a 1950s-style diner. Yes. Did you steal that idea from uh, an actual diner from the 50s? I or? can't say we stole it from a specific one, but we, got, we caught the flavor. 
And uh, Shelly Gates, uh, the young lady that did interior design here, she uh, bought all the fabrics and materials and had the carpenters build it. So it has the look of a 1950s diner. It's not officially an old one. This Didn't is, you tell me, though, that uh, that wasn't in the original plans of the hideout? It, Did I hear Things that? just evolved. Yeah, I don't think we had plans to put that in. It just happened. Yeah. And Bill Seitz, our friend, uh, he had a lot of input on all this. It was four people that put heart and soul this initially, and then now as many as 30 people that put sweat equity into what we've done here. We yeah. all have ownership in this, but Bill and Shelly would have been the ones we that started We even have that. ownership in this, too. You do indeed. Yeah. We've been friends a long time. You guys have <laughs> been a big part of it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, we enjoy coming out here and doing these broadcasts. It's a, it's always an experience and a learning experience, to say the least. Um, Texas Pacific Gasoline. I see one of those signs over there. Yes. And, uh, Texas Pacific, I, I don't believe that I've ever heard of that, but it does have the one thing that I do recognize, and that is the old ethyl gasoline logo that's insignia right. uh, in, the, in the one that's on the floor back yes. there. Yeah. And uh, you don't see that anymore either. No, and Texas Pacific was a railroad that was based out of Fort Worth, and they went from Texas to the West Coast. And uh, at first, all the locomotives were wood burners or coal burners, excuse me, coal burners. And then they discovered oil in Thurber, Texas. They bought the land and uh, they mined all the coal out. And then they, that's how they fed the locomotives. And then they found oil underneath. They converted all their locomotives to oil burners. And uh, they produced so much oil out of this field. They started their own refinery and gas station. So the one you're looking at with the ethyl logo would be a curb sign, a mom and pop gas station. And then the one up above with the TP logo, the Indian TP, that would have been, you know, a fancier sign that hung from a pole or off the building. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't see anything that draws my attention, but what, do you have anything around us here that, uh, that besides the ones over here that you, uh, current? Uh, let's see. Well, Rebel, Rebel Gas. Uh, uh, Rebel Gas is out of Ridley, Mississippi, and they sold gasoline in, in uh, you know, the areas around Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Tennessee, I'm assuming. I'm not sure exactly. But only 20-some-odd uh, of those signs were ever made. So you got the Rebel Oil, and then down there behind that Dixie sign, it says Rebel Gas. There were only 20-something signs of the gasoline, and I think 16 of the oil. These are rare. So people love them. Uh, we have people sometimes, uh, we'll have uh, folks that are businesses that want to come rent him behind out, and they want me to cover that up. And I'm like, no, that's just a gasoline sign. It's just yeah, there's a no piece meaning of history. Something beyond that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I'm not covering it up or taking it down, all that. Yeah. No, that's a piece of what's going on. I'm proud of that. Have that Absolutely. up. Absolutely. And I, I feel the same way. Yeah. I, I want to delve into just a little bit about how it was, how it evolved, because you know, I've kind of evolved with you, and you've taught me some things about <clears throat> the whole sign collection thing. Mm -hmm. And that was really new to you mm -hmm. when you started the Hemi Hideout. And since then, clearly with this collection, that that has evolved as well. Because one guy tells another guy, yeah. and then they tell you, oh, yeah, John, I know this guy up in such and such, and he's got some signs like that. You contact him. And so this whole network, it's kind of like a car club. That's true. And It's a uh, tight it, circle. Yeah, it's a tight circle. And, you know, uh, Craig Bierman kind of gave me some hints about that yeah. with his collection. Yes. And uh, it, it's, it's amazing the circles that are formed when you get into a hobby, and especially like signs. That's right. Cars, et cetera. 
It's amazing. Yeah, so, when you when you break into that, you're trying to break into that crowd. Uh, you kind of have to be uh, slip under the radar, not be too much of a loudmouth. You'd have a hard time do, dealing with thank that. Thank you. I know that. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm saying you got to kind of have to quietly get into the group and pop up. If you go in there beating your gums or raising cane, you don't get in. Right. But to give you an example, that flower, that source and greenhouse sign yep. we we're looking at, a guy in Quebec found that. It was in LaGrange, Texas. He calls me. He said, man, you need to go take a look at this. I took off. As soon as he called me, I took off and I bought it. So yeah, there's a network of people out there that help you find stuff. So that, how, how did you network the uh, monkeys? Uh, I bought that. I bought that. That was on an internet sale that a guy got, uh, was selling out of uh, Niagara Falls. And I know him. He's a dealer. And didn't you post something? You've got a, a, a prehistoric elephant head or something, or what? What's dinosaur? Uh, well, there's there's a T Rex. T Rex skull. That's, that. that's a replica. That's not okay. the real deal. That's a that's replica. Okay. The turtle in there is 100 million years old. The turtle. But okay. uh, the yeah, it's, the it's turtle's a hundred. It's, that's a true. It's 100 million years old. You can actually take a piece of the flesh and get within 100 years of how old it is. So give or take a million. But if you live to be 80 years old, that's 1,250,000 generations old. See, you got goals, Don. I do have goals. <laughs> yeah, to be to be in part of John's collection. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to mummify you and stand you up in the corner. I'm already mummified, my friend. You have no clue We're going to pick them really tonight. Am. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, it, it's uh, truly amazing. So we got more people coming in. The event officially starts at 1030. That's this right. Morning. That's right. And uh, it's by now you have to register ahead. Yes. She checks the list. Ten dollars a person. Yes. And you match the money to your local Brookshire uh, charities. Yes. Brookshire, Sealy, Katie and Fulcher. And we have seven charities we try to fund. So. Very good. Yeah. Well, John, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much, and uh, we appreciate it. We're looking for the other 450 people to show up momentarily. Yeah, so they're supposed to start coming in around 10, and now and they should be getting piling in here pretty quick. So uh, are you going to have your usual, let's, let me show you a little bit about the Hemi hideout on the microphone. Yes, we'll do that at 11 o'clock. Right. Well, hopefully we can plug into that okay. and let everybody hear you. Absolutely. I'll let right. Shelly know you want to do that. All right. Very good. Okay, very Thank good. you, sir. Thank John you, Holvis, uh, the host of today's Hemi hideout event that uh, I think is pretty much a sellout at this point. And if you're not here, you ain't coming. Just saying. All right. Uh, time now for the racing calendar. We got a break. Oh, we have a break. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's do the break. And then we will do the racing calendar. Is that okay? It's fine with me, sir. All right. Hey, the Inwheel Time Car Talk Show is available 24-7 through the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Inwheel Time Car Talk. We also video stream our three-hour weekly show on Facebook, YouTube, and InWheelTime.com. And podcasts are available from your favorite podcast provider. The Inwheel Time Car Talk Show continues right after this quick break. Pro-Am Auto Accessories has been serving Houston's auto enthusiasts since 1984, providing world-class products for sports cars, European sedans, and American Muscle. Pro-Am is known as the place to go to find exclusive and hard-to-find parts and accessories. Pro-Am is one of the very first distributors in the USA for brands such as Recaro, Redline, Momo, Corbo, and Simpson. Located in the heart of Houston's premier retail and service corridor, the Galleria area, Pro-Am's walk-in storefront includes an 8,000-square-foot warehouse, showroom, and installation bays. Pro-Am not only sells parts and accessories, but also offers installation and service. Pro-Am is now reaching a worldwide audience through ProAm.com, taking its local reputation to the rest of the world. 
At ProM Auto, you'll be dealing with a small group of professionals who truly want to help you with your automotive needs. If you don't see what you're looking for on the website, call and ProM will lend you a hand. Pro-Am Auto, 6125 Richmond at Green Ridge in Houston's Galleria area. Call them at 713-781-7755. Want to feel good about something special you did for someone special? In Wheel Time and the original Loopy Tortilla group of Tex-Mex restaurants have joined together to help a very worthy cause, God's Garage, a Christian-based 501c3 charity. We know there are lots of places and organizations out there where you can donate a car, truck, or SUV. But we're asking you, our car enthusiast family, to consider donating to God's Garage. Visit GodsGarage.org and learn about its mission, the women that have been helped, how each one is screened, and about their Restore You program. A car donation is an easy way to make a difference in the lives of others. God's Garage needs good operating vehicles, but will take all types in working and non-working condition. Make your heart and soul feel good by donating your gently used vehicle and help support single mothers, widows, and wives of deployed military at godsgarage.org. Welcome back to the In Wheel Time Car Talk Show, coming to you live in many applications from <laughs> from uh, the Hovis's Hemi Hideout out here in Brookshire, Texas this morning. Uh, Sharon just came up and said to me that there is a ginormous number of cars trying to get in. It's 1030. It's that time of the morning. And so apparently they're all lined up and they're taking, and Mars is going to take his, after his, after his review, mm-hmm. he's going mm-hmm. to take his camera out there and see what he can capture. We'll see how all that works out. In the meantime and in between time, before we get to Mars' review of the 23 Lexus LX600, we're going to have Jeff do the Racing calendar sponsored Racing calendar. by the Texas Muscle Car Club Challenge. You bet. So right now, tomorrow, uh, you've got the Atlanta Motor Speedway. you got NASCAR in Atlanta. Uh, that is coming on at 3 p.m. Eastern time. It is on Fox. There's tickets still available, Mike. So if you want to go, you better get going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, IndyCar yeah, yeah. Series is starting March 10th, so we got a little bit of wait on that. Formula One is in Bahrain right now, where this past week they've been doing some testing. And, of course, they've That's got your another. That's favorite. They've got manhole covers again. They're hitting the manhole covers, and they're destroying cars and getting uh, things of that nature. Why don't they tack well those things down? It's Bahrain. I don't know. It's, it's I have something to they're, do with They're it. lucky they and have March. Ninth, you've got uh, Pep Boys coming up with the NHRA, and again back to uh, the racing. You've got Cup practice going on right now uh, on FS1, ten thirty this morning. It starts. I refuse to buy FS1. Okay, and then you've got the truck race today at one p.m. on FS1, and then you also have the Xfinity race today at four o'clock. That's also on FX1. Tickets are available, so when you leave here, get going. Guess what? I am not. I refuse to pay more money for television. I'm not okay. doing it. I if get it's you. not on my Roku streaming, which ABC 13 is on there, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. it's not on regular broadcast television, it ain't happening, brother. Yeah. I'm sorry. Gotcha. It's not going to happen. Lots of money. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Uh, time now for this hour's car review. Mr. Mars had a chance to dive, not the 24, but the 23 Lexus LX600 F Sport. Go, Mike. I just made... Yes, yes. So this is the fourth generation of the LX series. This came out in 2022, so they've been kind of doing some updates since Is then. Is this the one with the weird back door? The way you have to open it to the side? No, 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 no. They fixed no, that. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So it comes in five trim levels. you got the LX, uh, which is, t- is actually a five-passenger model. 
comes in premium, F-Sport handling, luxury. Those are seven passenger. And then you get to the ultra luxury, top of the line, very top of the line. It's actually a four passenger vehicle because it's got no third row and it's two bucket seats in the second row. So we were driving the F-Sport LX600 F-Sport package. And so we had the seven passenger model. So we had the three rows. That has the large grill up front, LED lighting up all around. Got the power moonroof inside of it. Got a power rear lift gate, roof rails. Roll on some really nice 22-inch F-Sport wheels that are strictly for the F-Sport models. And it has the active height control, so you can raise it and lower it, making it a little bit easier to get in and out of the vehicle. Typically, it shows going off-road a little bit. Uh, yeah, you can. Don't get too far and don't get too crazy on it. But you can raise the car up to do that. Inside, we had the leather seating. Do you know anybody that has ever done that? I don't know anybody with a luxury SUV to go off-roading. Uh, the only, uh, unless they're the only, running from the police, well, like John Well, I, I can think some, some dirt roads. There's a few places out West Texas. Uh, I would go down in some dirt roads that might, when it rained. Yeah, I could see it, maybe. If I had 100,000 acres, I could do that, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you just continue being you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go changing. So the, the front seats me. are heated and ventilated. And the uh, second row seats are actually heated and ventilated on the two outboard positions. And the third row is a power folding rear seat that will drop down and make it a little bit easier to put cargo and stuff in the back of it. It's got a 12.3-inch touchscreen display right up front. It's also got a large heads-up display for the driver. Got lots of information in it. Works really well even in the daylight. An interesting note, it is a luxury vehicle, so naturally you've got a little refrigerator in the center console that you can keep your beverages cool. Sure. Uh Uh-huh. What kind of beverages would those be, Mike? Uh, the kind that are in cans. Soda and you can pop. also have... I think uh, they have cocktails in cans now, don't they? Yeah, they used to. <laughs> I think they still do. Has a, a wireless charger. you got Apple CarPlay, Android Auto to keep everybody happy, all the kids occupied. Got a Mark Levinson 25-speaker audio system. <laughs> oh I don't even God. know where you would put 25 speakers inside this vehicle, but it fills it up really nice. I'm sure. Now, up under the hood, 3.4-liter twin-turbo V6. Now, it does produce 409 horsepower for a full-time all-wheel drive. Now, this vehicle weighs 6,000 pounds, wow. mind you, but it will <laughs> tow, tow 8,000 pounds. Oh, my God. So uh, it's got a 10-speed automatic. EPA says the city should be 17. The highway should be looked for about 19. So uh, I got right at 19 across 235 miles. Very nice driving vehicle, I will say that. It feels like it's got a lot of refined power to it. You don't really notice you've got a twin turbo under there. It's really quiet out on the highway. And I really like the way you set in the vehicle. You can set upright. You've got a great span of view across all the glass that's there. Makes it really nice for driving, and, and it's comfortable driving. The doors, they are wide-opening doors. Makes it easy to get in and out, particularly the second-row seat. If you're going to put child seats in there, you definitely want something like this to help it out. Now, base model price on the LX600 is $92,160. Whoa. Now, the base trim price that we were driving is $102,025. Cake. MSRP as tested, $108,460. Now, if you're looking wow. for something else in that category, you know, you're going to step over to the Cadillac Escalade Sport Package, sure for example, $91,095. The Lincoln Navigator has a reserve package that's at $91,935, and the newer Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Now, the base on that one, the base, base. is $90,495. So, you step up into that full-size uh, SUV, and this is the largest SUV that, that 
Lexus has because the uh, shoot the bigger one, <laughs> the, the bigger boy. No, it's Toyota based, and there's one, of, and they don't bring it to the country anymore. The Land, the Land, Land Cruiser, Land Rover, Ro- yeah. Cruiser. They don't bring it to the country anymore. It's out. So this is the big one. If you want a Lexus and you want the biggest thing they got, this is going to be it. And uh, it's in that luxury SUV category. And you swear category. that it doesn't have a rear. It does have a rear hatch instead of that swinging door. Yes, it lifts up. Okay, because it used to be that that model, I believe, was the one that had the door that swung out. So if you were in a parking spot and you want to load up some groceries, you ain't loading up that way if there's a car in front of you because you open the door and now you're going to hit this person's bumper there. So you got to kind of, yeah, okay, so it doesn't do that anymore. Well, that's good to know. This one didn't. All right, well, well, I'm glad to know that. All right. Good, good. Hey, if you'd like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email. The address is info at inwheeltime.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook. We're back in a couple of minutos. The original group of Loopy Tortilla Restaurants will have you telling your family and friends just what the original recipes mean when it comes to the best fajitas in Southeast Texas. Founder Stan Holt invites you to visit the original Loopy Tortilla near I-10 and Highway 6. Here's the original house that inspired the design of all the rest and the original charm that helped make Loopy Tortilla the go-to destination for Houston Tex-Mex. Speaking of original, nothing can compete with the original lime pepper marinade that everyone will agree makes Loopy Tortilla award-winning beef fajitas the best anywhere. Loopy Tortilla Katie is another location that gives you the same quality and service Houstonians have come to expect at Loopy's. It's located just off I-10 of the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard in Katie. Find yourself in Aggieland? Head to the Loopy Tortilla and College Station. Located just around the corner from Kyle Field, it's a great place to enjoy those famous frozen margaritas before or after the game. Headed east to Louisiana? Stop in at the Loopy Tortilla in Beaumont. It twos on I-10. You can't miss it. The original group of Loopy Tortilla Restaurants invites you in for the best Tex-Mex anywhere. You own a car you love. Well, why not let Gulf Coast Auto Shield protect it? Houstonian John Gray invites you to his state-of-the-art facility to introduce you to his specialist team of auto enthusiasts. We promise you'll be impressed. Whether you're looking to massage your original paint to a like-new appearance, apply a ceramic coating, install a paint protection film, nano-ceramic window tent, or new windshield protection called ExoShield, Gulf Coast Auto Shield is where Houston's car people go. Curbed your wheels? Instead of buying new, why not have them repaired? How about a professionally installed radar detector? Gulf Coast Auto Shield does that too. Get a peek inside the shop and look at the services offered by getting online and heading to gcautoshield.com. Better yet, stop by their facility at 11275 South Sam Houston Tollway, just south of the Southwest Freeway, and get a personal tour. Gulf Coast Auto Shield is your place to go for all things exterior. Call them today, 832-930-5655 or gcautoshield.com. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.